I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. What's going on, y'all? A month, another Monday in the books. If you're here and you can see me and hear the sound of my voice, then you are blessed. It means you are alive and well. Welcome to Super Soul Sit Down, the after show for Oprah's Super Soul Conversations podcast. I'm your host, Jamie Alexander, and of course, with me every beautiful week, my girl. <laughs> What's up, guys? Haley J here. And Jamie, anytime anyone can hear you, they are blessed just to have your presence. <laughs> I got to give you a shout out that you just had a birthday and you are in Texas right now. I'm in LA, so we're really feeling the distance even more than we already have. But happy birthday, everybody. Leave comments saying happy birthday to Jamie and our producer, Steven, who had a birthday the day before. And say thank you for all the hard work that you guys do for the show. Yes, but thank you for the lovely shout out. Course. It feels good to be in Houston, a different environment, which breeds, you know, traveling keeps you present. So I'm really excited to have had the moment to get out. A friend of mine bought a house and this is my first time I'm able to see it. So what a blessing to be able to get out here and go to the open restaurants and have food. Yeah, especially <laughs> being in a house, you're like, I don't see houses in LA. This is crazy. And a friend of mine actually owns it. What is that? You should have seen me when I got here. I was ridiculous. I'm like yards and sprinklers and like green mode glass. Like you guys, Mm -hmm. I live near downtown LA. So this was like a culture. You're not seeing that. Yeah. (laughs) Not even close, honey. Not even close. (laughs) Makes me want to travel even more. I know just a little bit to get out. Right. Yeah. Well, today's show, I really appreciate it. And I can't wait to have this conversation with you. Um, So we had a couple of guests. Oprah went remote and she went to the Bronx and to Silicon Valley to talk to two very powerful women. So first up, we have Cheryl Sandberg, and she's pretty much the co-pilot to Facebook. And the second woman in power we're going to discuss is Sonia Sotomayor, who is um, the first Latina to serve on the U.S. Supreme Court. Powerful stuff, powerful conversations, really wonderful and transformative advice. Haley, what did you think of the podcast overall? Well, I think in today's climate with what we're seeing, especially when it comes to discrimination of color, your gender, all of these things are very on topic of what's happening in the world today. So to hear from two really powerful women who just prove that none of those things matter, not like we needed to hear that because we already knew, but just from real voices that are doing it today and are absolutely slaying the workforce and showing us that it's possible. I think it was really inspiring to hear that. And I hope that young kids, I know it was inspiring for me. So I hope that people younger than me can hear that and get the same inspiration. Yeah, no, I love it. And I'm so glad you brought up kind of present times in this because it's definitely very relevant. Um, I like how you said, you know, you know, well, we know it matters, but blah, blah, blah. I think now, not only with the Black Lives Matter movement, but we're also seeing, because we're still in Pride Month. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, women, I feel like a lot of people who feel underserved and pretty discouraged are kind of speaking up right now. And I like what you said about everything mattering, because I have to admit, you know, obviously I'm a Black woman, I'm an African American here in America. And, um, you know, I have the, the Black experience. So I, as much as I understand support and respect the Black Lives Matter movement, I couldn't help but tell myself, like, wow, 
we're still in a day where I have to go outside and make an announcement that my life matters. You know, I have to be honest and I hope I don't upset anybody, but that's why I kind of chose not to protest. Um, I'm definitely, that makes perfect sense. I would be, I would be beyond, I mean, beyond frustrated. I don't even know how to, you know, put it into words to justify (laughs) what you must be feeling. So, and I think there's you, I mean, you can't, you don't need to explain your feelings, you know, it's like you're entitled (laughs) to feel however the hell you want. And I get it. Yeah. So, you know, I'm not asking and, and what I would like to see and what we're seeing a lot in this podcast when it comes to women, because, you know, women get less money, women, I mean, I'm a woman too. I'm black. I'm a woman and I'm in the U S so I completely understand some of the stuff that they were talking about, like going into the boardroom and wanting to be on the side or the boys club and all of Mm -hmm. these things. So, you know, when it comes to what we've got going on today, I do think it's important. I love seeing that everybody's speaking up um, and kind of sticking together in this real weird way, because these, these are unprecedented times. We've never seen anything like this. When the civil rights movement was going on and everything, it was very black. It was such a black thing. And there were white allies who were completely, totally in the mix. But this is 2020. And we have social media and we can see what's going on all over the world. What have been your thoughts with, did you see that um, a whole city in Texas blocked off six blocks, raided the police station and pretty much kicked them out? Whoa, no, I didn't over that. it. The pol- instead of the police station, the people station put wow. barricades up and they have civilians with automatic rifles standing at each of the barricade. They have free concerts going on in there, free food. I mean, it is bananas. Wow. That no, I didn't hear that. Um, yeah, that's the thing. I mean, when you when you bring up these extremely important topics when people are dying who knows what can happen? People are going to fight until we get what's right. And I support that fight and fights don't always look pretty. And like you said, it's 2020. We should not still be dealing with this. We should not be fighting for equality. It it almost feels like we're, we're back in time and everything is just so weird where we're in the middle of a pandemic and then we're fighting for equal rights for human lives. It just doesn't even seem like why we why is this even a thing still like you said it shouldn't be a thing and it's absolutely ridiculous and I did want to get your input did you happen to catch Dave Chappelle's um YouTube clip that he uploaded recently I did I did um what did you think about because I really understood what he was saying where he was like no one wants to hear from celebrities I trust that the civilians are going to handle this but then I on the flip side of that I could see where it's it's like when you do have a platform people really take in what you say and you know I'd like to think that people have a heart enough that it it wouldn't need Dave Chappelle to say it for you to understand the importance of it but what do you think about that because that seems like you're kind of on the on the lines of Dave Chappelle where it's like I don't feel like I I have to speak up I've, I've been speaking up so what did you think about that um I think that when too many celebrities get involved things get highly politicized and I don't like it Um, I don't like the fact that two weeks ago, you couldn't go to your own mother's funeral, but then this George, George Floyd happens and now they're pushing voting. Now all these celebrities are speaking. Now politicians are like, it's this, it's that. Don't get me wrong. I understand the power of voting. I understanding, I understand the power of having a voice and a platform. However, I can't really disagree. This is a civilian matter. And if somebody, if you want to use your platform, I get it, use it. But yeah, most black folks are tired. One, two, 
how do how does a celebrity use their platform without this becoming political? I don't like when politics are involved. I don't need woven messages into a man's death and multiple people's death by the hands of police brutality as a push to vote, 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 vote. And I, it, I, just, it blows my mind. I don't like the way it feels. Something in my spirit is not comfortable with it. This is not for political gain. And that's what we need to stop in this country, if you ask me. I see what you're saying. I think that, I, I think if, you know, not to, oh, okay, I'm going to admit it. I don't like Trump. So I think that if, I think when it comes from Trump, it's like, yeah, I just want the votes. But when I see those things, I, I just think it, it's, it kind of represents if we want these things to change, we have to have the people in charge to change them. So that's where I link that you have mm. to vote for the right people to make those changes if you want to see it. But I really don't understand. And I really don't speak on politics a lot. One, because it sets too many people on fire. And I'm a very neutral person, not neutral, like I don't have an opinion. But not everything needs to be said. There's like a propitious time to bring certain things up. But here's my thing. You know, and I read this, so I could be wrong. The social media is and everything, but when they did that black square and had like the blackout Tuesday, blah, 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 I heard that that was the date that Hillary Clinton went to trial for all of them sex trafficking emails that we've forgotten about. And it's just kind of like, sometimes I feel this thing begins to be a little bit of a game when I think we can get right to the point. You know, um, I, I don't think, to me, Imagine being a four-year-old kid. How would we explain this to a four-year-old? If I was four, I'd be like, well, why can't you just pass the law? Why, mm -hmm. do, why do we have people that are being mean? Why can't we just, but here we are going through loops and bounds and hoops. We watch somebody murder something for it to be a conversation or to take due course by law to see what we need to do with them. Like, it's just a ridiculous I don't understand. It's clear as day. It's black and white. And bottom line, if that was a black man who had killed somebody else, he would be under the jail. Wouldn't be no $750,000 bail. So we're just, we have a lot of work to do. We have a lot, yeah. um, a long way to go. But what I feel like I personally want to focus on in this time, because, you know, I'm not posting, I'm not big on complaining. I do think what I can offer is an aligned, happy, balanced, solid version of me to show up in the world, however that's going to be day in and day out. But I, I want to focus on um, calling all healers. I saw a, a video of this uh, brother, this Black man who was a FedEx driver in complete tears because he's delivering packages. Somebody goes by and yells, the N-word, ER and all, and then spits on him. All I can think about is if somebody spit on me, like that just ignites a fight in you. Like you want to defend yourself. You want to tell that other person how you're feeling, blah, blah, blah. But somebody drives by, shoots a racial slur, spits, you're doing your job. Like this man was crying. And that's one teeny tiny small case. Think about the mentality and the mental health and healing needed for all the black men that go through this. And we can't stop at the black men, the women. And then the women in the workplace. I mean, me and my friends have been having the wildest conversations where we're like, how do we really fix this? And I have to be honest, I'm not relying on the government. I want them to do the right thing when it comes to police brutality. But I think the real power is here. The way we think, the way we heal, the way we use our hearts and minds to move past things the best we can. But when it comes to police brutality, I need them to pass that as fast as they just passed that 
LGBT discrimination in the mm -hmm. workplace. Y'all did that quick. Let's get on it with the police brutality. You can do it. I have no, I have no rebuttal with anything you just said. I, I completely agree with all of that. And you bring me to our first speaker with, um, what was the first person? Cheryl Sandberg. Cheryl, yes. We, they go, her and Oprah speak about the myth of having it all and you just talking about being a woman in the workforce and what you have to go through, especially in today's day and age. Unfortunately, we shouldn't be saying that in 2020, but here we are. And what do you think about this? This concept of having it all is actually the worst because you can't have it all. Something somewhere has to sacrifice or take a back seat to something else that's taking precedence. What do you think about that? I mean, I have to agree a million percent and I have to agree statements like this have become part of my growth because this is not the first time I heard Oprah say, you can have it all, just not at the same time. Mm -hmm. I've literally had to have that on repeat because I've calmed down a lot. My ambition used to be on level 15. I just feel like I saw myself and I was like, oh, pff, yeah, I could take over the world. When I was seven years old, when they asked what did I want to be, I put boss of the universe. So I've always yeah. had that, like, <laughs> boss you know, of the universe. <laughs> at seven, honey, I was like the universe, the whole thing. I showed boss. you my uh, boss tattoo, right? Oh, yeah. Did you get a new tattoo? No, I had this one. Oh, I love that. So you can I knew we were speak so the words. Yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I love that. Well, Tequila guess, may so I, or may not have been involved in that, but I know the message right? still stands. <laughs> but yeah, or maybe us, it's a gem thing. As, maybe there could be that too. But us as women, we do need to have that. Just like you said, it starts with your mind. We need that inner confidence and we need to see women of the past do it to keep us motivated that it's absolutely possible. And we deserve a seat at that table. Just like Oprah said that too many women, even if you just look around at, you know, casual events, you'll so often see women on the side and men leading the conversations and it doesn't have to be one over the other, but it at least needs to be equal. I can tell you this. I feel as powerful as I feel on the inside, the world will definitely give you a different narrative if it wants to. And as much as I feel for myself, I could even speak to my last job. I felt that way. Like, I felt like, dang, do I need to scream at the top of my lungs to be heard? How come showing up and presenting ideas or being in the room and this and that, how come that's getting no results? Like you act like I'm not here. And I feel underutilized and under, it's not like you have to baby. I don't need to be babied, but it's just like, I'm, it, it used to bother me back in the day when I would hear everything going on with women fighting for equal pay. And this is why the only thing, should we, do we deserve equal pay? Of course. But the only thing I could think in my mind is like, but we're so smart. Do we have to ask? How do we learn to walk in our power and take what we deserve simply by showing up? Like it's a power versus force thing. It's forced to be like, we want this, we want this. I'm showing up and I'm getting this. And I'm wondering how do we instill that in ourselves? Because everything is very corporate. It is a really male driven space. And she brought up a good point about women and children. And there's all of these roles and hats that sure we can balance, but how do we get to the place where all these stigmas and these things are happening? Well, that's, I think that's the hard part because what happens when we do show up with that confidence, we have our, we have that power suit on, we feel amazing. We know we're capable of getting that position. We're more than qualified. And for whatever reason, 
the white man gets the job, the whoever friend of whoever friend who's not qualified gets the job. There's just unfortunately a lot of shady stuff that goes on in companies. And I think that's where women are forced and people of color are forced to to hit these walls because it almost seems like I'm doing everything right. And then I get to these blocks and, and how am I supposed to fight with a huge corporation? And I think that we, she says that we have to encourage women to lead. And I think the more strong, and I mean, there's power in numbers, right? So the more strong female leads we see, and the more that's why to me, and I think we are seeing change with this, with as far as girls supporting other girls, I think that is one of the most powerful, beautiful things we can do because I, we've talked about this before, especially in the entertainment industry. I believe that it was kind of, you know, this job is for me, but that's just, that feels toxic. That's not who I am on the inside. I hate confrontation. I hate fighting with people anyway. So like, I, I didn't feel comfortable in that feisty energy that never felt like someone I wanted to be. And I think trusting that your talent and trusting that you should be in a workforce that will honor whoever deserves a job gets a job, no matter what you look like, no matter who you're sleeping with, unless maybe you're sleeping with the husband of the boss of the company, that could be an issue. But you know what I mean? It's like, it shouldn't matter what you look like. It should be about your qualifications for the job, period. I mean, and don't you, doesn't that just make sense? Don't you want the best person for the job? Isn't that going to lead you to the most success in your company anyways? So who cares what they look like? Or what their gender is. Like, what doesn't matter? It shouldn't matter. Look how plain and simple that is. That's what's wrong with the entire country. Why is everything so set up? That's what I'm saying. You couldn't explain this to a four-year-old because it's so complicated for no reason. If they're nice, love it. If they're they're mean, do this. If they're qualified, it's extremely simple. And I just feel like we're missing the love. And uh, there's one thing that you brought up. And even, I think it was, um, it was Cheryl. But this actually kind of bothered me about the podcast when they were talking about the will you be my mentor thing. And I don't know if I've ever talked about this, but I don't feel like, I maybe feel like in moments I've had people share things, maybe kind of, and I don't know if it's because I have a strong personality or I'm always leading or creating something where it just looks like I have it together, but I've always wanted a mentor. And this this stigma around not being able to ask I was kind of like, well, well, damn, you know what I'm well, saying? I think How much she was saying, to- I think she was just saying, don't go up to someone you don't really know and ask for the mentor. She was saying that the way you get a mentor is by asking them something really intelligent to show that you're actually paying attention or just do the work. Don't just say like, Hey, can we meet for a coffee? Let me pick your brain of but to say. I've been following you. I can offer you this. I see where you're lacking. This is how I can help. So maybe I just took that as you can ask for a mentor. You can absolutely ask someone to help you go in the direction you want, but how are you going to be different than a hundred other people that want them to be their mentor too? I mean, I don't know, because again, you brought up that thing where women, we really need to stick together and I make myself available. Anybody that wants to know anything, I make myself available because anything that I've learned, I want the next woman to get. Maybe I'm not on their level yet. They probably get in in a flood and an inundation mm. of requests, which that can be, you know. I was going to say, I think, I think that might be why they're looking for that person to stand out because my understanding would be that women like this are probably getting multiple requests a day for people to mentor them and they just can't kind of give that attention to everyone. 
I get it. I just think that the way that they put it in the podcast would actually discourage somebody from asking. I get all of the details about somebody you don't know, this and that and the other. But if you admire somebody that you don't know and you have the balls to ask, I think it should be acknowledged as something that's not so annoying and pesky. Even if they can't do it, because I'll tell you now, I have a hard time asking because of conversations like this. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to ask hopefully someone sees me and guess what I've never been approached so and I've killed it with the work I don't I'm not a lazy woman I've created things you know I started influencer market not on my own but I was doing influencer marketing before it had a title like you know sold my first house at 19 like how much more action do you want to say hey this girl looks like she might be going somewhere and sometimes I think it's been to my detriment that I had didn't have a mentor and also that I never felt comfortable asking. So that was the only part of the podcast where I was like, oh, come on, ladies. Like, when you're great, you just have to come find another way to say that, in my let opinion. Ask, let me ask you this. Why, why don't you think you ever felt comfortable asking? Well, just kind of like what they said in the podcast. Like, because it's like, oh, so I, I, did I not ask an interesting enough question? Is what I've accomplished so far not enough? it still just makes you feel like mm-hmm. you're not enough. And it so sounds we, like when we're back in studio, we're going to need to get her as a guest and just dive in deeper to this. And ask I just, her. I want, I have to admit, it just rubbed me a certain way. I made a note. I was like, don't forget to bring up the mentorship. Cause I was just like, well, dang, like how, you know, not like you have to dance around people's emotions and things, but how do you get to that point? And then it's like, well, if nobody ever asked, now you're struggling with not being enough which is something women in the workplace were already struggling with. So I just feel like we got to crack that door open a little more. And I always start with myself. I put on Twitter, I'm looking, I've always looked for a mentor and really never been approached or asked, but basically like I'm, I'm going to offer what I'm seeking. So if anybody out there finds value in what I do, hit me up if you think I'd be a good mentor. And Mm -hmm. I did get responses and there's people I've been helping and that that. I'm here for it. You know? Yeah. Well, maybe you didn't need one as much as you thought you did. Maybe not. Maybe so you're we'll, your own mentor. Yeah. <laughs> Life has been my mentor. That's for sure. Yeah. I'd say that. Yeah. So Life is something. Can we I don't just know if take I'd, a beat? I don't know if I'd call her a mentor right now, but she's something. She's something she's else. She's a real. <laughs> <laughs> we love you. We love yeah. you, Life. <laughs> my God. Um, so I love that you can have it all just not at the same time. Um, another nugget that she dropped, which was amazing is no man comes fully trained. Mm-hmm. Talk about it. I feel like as women, we are, when it comes to getting married and all of these things, we really do. We have the Disney syndrome where this perfect man with a kingdom just checking off our list abs guns he gonna come in and it's gonna be good to go but the reality is 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 no men do not come fully trained what did you think about that conversation with her getting married early and you know all of that (laughs) well it is sad because it does it just it proves the theory of a lot of times we see successful women struggling unfortunately in their love lives and even 
her husband told her, which I actually do give him credit for admitting this because I oh, don't the think Sonia. a lot of, yeah, yeah, Sonia's husband, Sonia's husband. Cause I don't think a lot of men actually would have said this. And he said that he was always fearful that she was going to be more successful than him. And he always no felt like he was taking he a back seat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And in the same context of a man, not ever being fully trained, I don't believe a woman is either. I don't think anyone is perfect. And to me, that, that gives me a lot of grace because I feel like this is room to grow but then it's also knowing that okay if I'm gonna let myself grow I have to understand that the other side needs to grow too and can we grow together is the question can we make it work as a couple versus you know what I mean just growing and going your separate ways but yeah I I agree it, it ties back into the can you have it all at once thing because if you're so focused on your work then sometimes, unfortunately, that means you're taking attention away from your partner. And if you're so blissfully happy and living life in your personal life, then your professional life suffers. So it it can be a very difficult balancing act. And that's outside of children. That's just between the relationships. So add a child onto that, then that's a whole other factor. No, I agree. Like, okay, so I think we're both past 24. Do you think 24 is too early to get married? I don't, when I picture myself now and I don't even have a dog or a boyfriend, I'm, I, can't, <laughs> I cannot picture marriage for myself at 27. But, um, I think if you, I think if you're with the right person, who am I to tell someone that their love is not legitimate if they want to be married? So, yeah, this has actually come up a lot in a lot of my conversations. And I mean, when I was 19, I was with somebody for five years and you couldn't tell me I wasn't ready to be a wife now that I'm a little bit older than that. Um, I definitely feel like I'm with you. You can't tell people at that age and time, if they feel they're meant to be that you can't, but at the same time, I look at the growth within myself and just how I perceive the world and how I deal with issues, how my patience has grown and how I've learned me and what self-love means to me that I probably would make for a better partner now than back then, because my God. I don't know who would have stuck with me through that roller coaster. <laughs> I I absolutely feel the same way. I think that my ultimate lesson and something, of course, I'm still working on to this day is that your happiness has to come within yourself. If you're constantly looking for an outside source of fulfillment, you will always be empty. And it doesn't matter what relationship it could even not be a romantic relationship it could be a best friend but as long as you're always depending on some I think I think depending on someone else for your happiness is one of the most dangerous things you can do so I get that by growing and evolving in yourself then you can show up for someone better I do think there are cases where you can be married and hopefully you're still going to grow but in the in that case kind of like I was said before they the couple grows together and in that case it could work but getting married young is not in the cards for me (laughs) me neither that ship has sailed (laughs) mine's mine's at the dock (laughs) yeah (laughs) um back to the mentoring thing real quick I had another thought because they talked about how men wear mentoring as a badge of honor and it really it well it is a badge of honor I think men do a really good camaraderie good job camaraderie wise when it comes to but she brought up a good point. If it's a, if it's an older man and a younger man sitting there having a drink, it's a business meeting. If it's a a man and a man, they're having, it's a business meeting, but a younger woman and an older man or this and that, it gets weird. And I've definitely heard from several men that 
with feminism and all this YouTube, Me Too movements and everything going on, men are afraid to approach women, period. Let alone sit out, let, don't let a man be married, be sitting anywhere with his mentee. It's like, they got temptations. There's, all, there's just a lot that goes on. I guess I can see why men don't mentor women, but it's unfortunate. Well, I thought it was kind of interesting too in the first interview that, sorry, my notes froze, so I'm not able to provide oh. the name. What was the first interview with Mark the Zuckerberg? First, oh yeah, it was um, Cheryl Sandberg. They went Cheryl. together for the first interview right. with Mark Zuckerberg. And she describes it as a date. A and date. I think that, I think that, I don't know, I guess, because knowing Mark is such a public figure, so she probably wasn't at all concerned about going to dinner with him. But I, I, I did find that a little interesting that a professional interview was described as a date and then he went back to her house afterwards I'm like okay correct I feel like it's one of those things that just because he's who he is he's who he yeah does that make sense that it's Mark Zuckerberg that she trusted and felt safe with him but I don't know thought that was a little interesting I think it's very interesting and then it brings up the point now she did say she spoke to the date as the part where you get nervous and you know you don't know what to say and and I get it but I thought that was strange too and he stayed till midnight. Yeah, it's just, but then I also understand when you're in the flow and in the groove and you're having a conversation, you're just there, you're not thinking about yeah. all that. So I kind of sometimes miss the innocence of things. I don't know. That's a tough, yeah. it's a tough no, one. That, that's true. Not everything has to turn into, and of course, in this case, it worked out in a professional setting and there was thankfully no cases of assault, <laughs> anything like that. So it is possible to be a good human being for those listening. <laughs> right. It, it, it really is. And sometimes all the bad stuff, when it's played up and it's too loud, you almost forget that. Um, another thing that they mentioned, and I want to know what you thought about this. Um, it's good to be, to feel a little dissatisfied. Mm. Mm-hmm. Because, so what did you think about that whole notion of feeling a little bit dissatisfied because it pushes you for more? Well, Ed Milet, who we had on this show, speaks about this a lot too. And for me, I struggled with mixing up dissatisfied with I have to do everything right now in this moment. Otherwise, I can't sleep. And I'm like, okay, well, that's not helping me either. So I think it's to be comfortable knowing you want more, but to relax in the fact that it's enough for today. And that as long as I know I'm going to stay this strong, determined person, I'm going to achieve my goals but it's, it's also okay and mentally healthy to pace things out. So I think it's always having that end goal, but by breaking them down in increments to the fact that, you know, I do believe mental health is extremely important. And when I'm so focused on something that I start to get physically sick or I'm not happy and I'm so stressed and I have to ask myself, what am I fighting for? If this is, if this is what I'm facing. So I've just noticed that Maybe you don't check off every single thing on your list, but you know what? You got to trust that. I wasn't supposed to do that today. I'm doing the best I can. My end goal is still there. So I think a little bit of dissatisfaction is what keeps you pushing to reach the goal. And then once you reach the goal, it's also setting goals that are going to create the feeling, not just the object. So it's not just, you know, buying this because you're always going to want to buy the next thing, but it's, it's what maybe buying that is going to mean to you. And I think that's where you keep, I think that's when you keep happiness to actually lasting joy because you know why you want it versus 
hey guys, I have this fancy purse, but maybe I worked my ass off and this is a purse I've had my eyes on for this whole time and now I've earned it. You know what I'm saying? Like I do. No, that was very well said and it's the perfect point to bring up because the human the hum, the English language is a little bit complex sometimes and it's like yes, I can say, you know, a little bit little bit of dissatisfaction is good because it keeps you going, but without the way you expound in it could be taken out of context. And, mm-hmm. you know, one thing I was kind of shocked to hear, um, gosh, you know, this was really, this was a really good one. One thing I was shocked to hear was um, Sonia Sotomayor, the first Latin, the first Latina woman to serve on the U.S. Supreme Court, when she shared that the life she gave up was better and more fun than the having yeah. it all life, being the here, being chosen by Barack Obama, this is and, you know, she kind of lost something in all of that greatness that you think you'd be falling on the floor to have and achieving. She kind of lost the fun and the privacy. And, you know, so it's like, it is a balance. It's like uh, the dissatisfaction and wanting more and pushing for that, but not going so far beyond that. Now you're in this life that you're not. I was kind of sad to hear that she, she's yeah. not feeling it like she thought she I'm, would. I'm really happy she was honest, but that that's a big fear because- it's like, have you ever met a person? And if you describe it, it's like, if you go on a date and you could put everything down on a piece of paper about this date, you can't look at the paper and find anything wrong. That it was just like all of these qualities, but for whatever reason, there's something missing. There's just not that connection. There's not that spark. That's what it made me feel like in her situation where on paper, she's got the perfect job. She's got the recognition from extremely important people that she's always wanted to be recognized by but yet there's still something missing. And so I think that's where the the real human comes in, right? Where it's like, maybe that's when her relationship suffered where potentially that's where that hole is coming from that she needed right. to be fulfilled more as a human than right. what her professional profile said. And it doesn't surprise me because I think that's how I would be too. Because I think it's like, you don't take the medals with you when you die type thing. It's sad because I want to work so hard and I want to inspire others, but yeah, it has to, it has to be worth it to you. And it's just like, if, if it doesn't fulfill you, then it kind of makes you question why you're doing it. Exactly. And, you know, this kind of was a little bit of awakening for me because, you know, I had this stage, like I said, where I was super ambitious, but lately I'm kind of like, my girl, I'm even considering moving LA, which is crazy because you never could have, could have told me that I wasn't going to quote unquote make it. But is it so bad? Like I have lived in LA so long. Why it's time for me to accept that as making it. And if I want to Jamie, does making it mean fame or does making it mean people are coming to you to be their mentor? People are looking to you to be inspired. You truly always lift me up every time we talk. So there's so many people that are famous and on paper they've made it that are miserable. So it's how you define what making it is. I'm sorry to so cut you glad off. You, no, no, no. I'm so <laughs> glad you brought that up because that's what it is. I had to reevaluate for myself. And that's what it was mm-hmm. all about. You know, because I, I never really dreamt about being famous because there is a part of being able to go out and chill and not be, you know, oh my God. Yeah. Think fame is cool for about 10 minutes and then you're like, oh God. <laughs> yeah. You know, it can just be a mess. But my goal was always to inspire. And I was like, oh, well, if I have this platform, I can help with this, that, and the other. And I had to come to 
terms with that, like, girl, but you're doing it. Like you're literally actually successful. The questions you get, the feedback you get, the people who want to be connected, the way you get to share is everything you ask for. So do you know how much more freedom I found in being able to change my perspective? Like your walk doesn't have to look like everyone else's and And you've made some incredibly bold decisions with just even leaving the job that you weren't happy with. I can see it in your energy, how much lighter you, you seem and happier. And you made that change all for you and no looking back. And it's, it's funny. It just hit me that we, we have obviously so many problems with society and we're seeing so many huge, huge holes in the system. So why if we're questioning all these things that are wrong so why not question this idea that success equals fame it doesn't why not question that too because we just we believe that that's what we've been told but that's what i'm saying who says that it gets confusing because even when you said oh celebrities using their platform for this and that that's cool but you don't have to be a celebrity to have a platform Mm -hmm. you can have 1200 followers but if you're talking to the hearts of a thousand of them you are winning. It's not about the numbers. It's not about the cameras, this and that. And so it really is our perspective. And I hope that my life can be an example that people can do it. You can leave the job. If somebody's not respecting you, you can bounce. You're allowed to be in your feelings. You're allowed to have your moment. You're allowed to think more of yourself. You're not being appreciated where you are. Bounce. That's yeah. what she was, she was, they were talking about women being afraid and that the revolution is being stalled because we'd be afraid to make moves when really life is impermanent. We are, we are, we can make babies. So you don't think that if our entire bodies are designed to bounce back, that we can't do so. From oh, a job? that part, that part. Yeah. I so, mean, it's just, if there's one thing 2020 has taught us, it's just that life is so unpredictable. Life is all over the place. Life is, is making me question everything and challenging so many things I thought I knew and trusted in. And on one hand, as scary as it all is, it's almost freeing in the sense that I don't feel like I'm so trapped anymore, where it doesn't feel like I can't make mistakes because man, this whole life is a mistake right now. So I'm just, I'm just going to do like, the best I can. And I'm going to, I I trust in, and I'm, I'm learning more to trust in myself and my own energy and that every little detail of every little day just isn't that important. You just got to do the best you can. You got to go with the flow. I've done a lot better with not looking at the time every two seconds and just letting life happen. And as long as I know I'm trying my best, that's got to be enough for today. And I'll keep the bigger goal in mind, but just baby steps. Yeah. I'm so glad to hear you say that. And I hope you know how powerful and empowering that is. Cause that, you know, six months ago when we started that, I don't know if you would have said it like you would have today. And it's just showing how much we evolve and how we're evolving as a people. And really, oh, in my opinion, over any protesting or any requests or any, our own self-mastery and the way we are good stewards over our minds, energy, and emotions. That, I believe strongly that's the change that we want to see. That is what's going to push, harmoniously push out what doesn't fit and usher in what does because you can't fool and trick and play with and kill people who've got it together in a certain kind of way. 
So well, I'm just hoping. Jamie, yeah. we talk about so many different topics on this podcast. We have so many different insightful speakers and leaders and people we look up to, but at the end of the day, it all, and what we're seeing with the world, it all comes down to mental health and just stability within your mind. And that's, what's so sad is that clearly we talk about alignment and being one with our own energy and you don't have hate like this in your heart when you're in alignment. So it's really sad to see all of these people are so deeply struggling with pain because in my opinion, you don't project hate like that. If you're a happy person, you don't, I don't believe that you can be, yeah, to, 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 to be so cruel to other human beings and then say, no, I'm happy with my life. I'm good. I don't, I don't believe that. And maybe they don't don't see it it yet, but yeah, there's something broken where they feel like I need to break you too. And that is, that is truly the pandemic broken people. That's so dangerous. Ooh, the danger. I don't even want to be around anybody like that. It scares Mm-mm. me. Well, that's that's the good thing about this too, is that I I have no problem getting rid of toxicity in my life. Is that toxicity? Mm-hmm. Okay. Toxicity in my life. If people are, you know, you hear about these people. I just tweeted this out too. I've been listening to some podcasts and you hear about people afraid to lose followers because they post content about Black Lives <sighs> Matter. And I'm like, wait, are we comparing losing followers to losing lives? Like that's a whole not, life that's though. not a comparison. Yeah. Like I don't care about a follower on Instagram or Twitter. When that hasn't look. even been around a decade. Has right. Been around ten, barely 10 years now. Yeah. Like let's not, let's not get so caught up in things that just don't matter. And let's focus on what does matter. And I'm just, I'm happy that my circle of friends, the people I've chosen in my life, there hasn't been a single hesitation of, are we on the same page? We just are. And I do feel like that's, that's, you know, the life that we created for ourselves. Cause we start to just connect with those energies. So it's not that hard to find people like that because you just, when you know who you are, you know, who you, you try to be it. around you and mm-hmm. bye to those that not everyone's going to get along and that's life, but we have the power to choose who we want to be in our lives. I mean, I love it. This conversation blessed me as always. Definitely glad we got to have it. Um, There's a lot going on and I just pray that everybody, whatever it means for you is in the best mind headspace and an emotional space to take this on. Cause I have to admit, I've been having a little bit of like nightmares and I think it's it's like all the stuff that I'm seeing on Instagram. If you need to hop off, you can still support the movement and yourself at the same time. A friend of mine put out an email that rage and radiance can coexist. So we're warriors, especially us women. Like I said, if we can, a whole baby can come out of our vaginas. I think we mm-hmm. could definitely turn off Instagram and make sure that we're good and sound. If we can bounce back from something like that, the way our bodies move, the way our minds are, we have much more control and power over ourselves than we think. So don't be afraid to exercise that because I also don't want people who are not of color to feel so guilty that they're not doing this or that because they do feel like they're suffering with all the content. We're not used to seeing, you know, you see somebody die in a movie. That's one thing. You see somebody die in real life and you, it's just something else. So I just don't want anybody to feel bad that if they need to step away, do so. And please know that that is also adding value to this movement and the environment as well. So, uh, you know, we all play our parts differently. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. And you want to show up when you're in the right headspace to show up. You're really not doing anyone any good by being all stressed and potentially then, you know, sending out. The yeah. Then you look I like me to say correct that part. So I completely agree. I love that well, through all of this, you're still showing empathy and grace for other people. Like that's just who you are. Yeah, you have to. I mean, Lord, whoo. Thank you for acknowledging that. Yeah, yeah. it's it, it's got to be done. So it'd be sounding cheesy, but we you know we, we got to lead with love. You got to yeah. lead with love. That's just what's missing. So let's just try to infuse everything with that, like we did this conversation. So like before we get like... out of here, yeah, <laughs> little namaste. Um, definitely want to share. You had some news and gossip and some information to share along with the super soul poll. So take it away, girl. Yes. Well, from our inspiring speakers, we had a TED talk I wanted to share and we had um, the book that, can you help me out since the notes? Oh, froze up, yes. But... We've got some books. So Cheryl Sonia, I wrote a book. With, or Cheryl with the TED talk and then Sonia with I the lean the in book. books. And mm-hmm. then, um, yes, yeah, Sonia had a memoir that she wrote. Ooh, yes. What was the name of the memoir? Um, my beloved. I had it. <laughs> yes, there we go. Sorry, my computer it's okay, me now. Teamwork. But um, <laughs> there we go. But yeah, we wanted to link those for the viewers so they can go check them out. And TED Talks are just so inspiring. You can really dive in deep to those. And then as far as the poll, I actually just shared a video where they bring up the concept of, you know, what would you do if you weren't afraid, if you didn't have any limitations, just what are the things you would go for? And I asked people to respond and a lot of them were just wanting, I had um, a girl named Morgan respond and she said that she would just like to sing more in public and just not be so afraid of what people thought. And it's funny, I used to be really shy to sing in public and now I'm just like, whatever, it's a form of expression. It's weird that we talk every day, but for some reason putting a melody behind it, it's this whole nerve wracking thing, but yeah, people just, are judgy. Uh, <laughs> people are judgy, but you know what? People are always going to judge. So Um, And then we had a girl named Rochelle say that she actually met one of her goals was to move to a completely new city, but she just wanted to go skydiving and be more daring and adventurous. And then another friend, Rochelle, um, she told me that she's really been pushing herself to actually get online and publish her writings and her blogs. And I hit her with a little tough love. I was like, what are you afraid of? You got to do it. And she's like, I just can't. And I was like, okay, well choose to live life hiding behind the curtains and she was like I hate you and I was trying to give her tough love not trying to be mean but um yeah, yeah a lot girl of tell her wanted to be mm. more expressive what would you do um so I I don't know what I would do I might have to think about that one because not for nothing I'm really one of those people that if I do it feel it want to say it I, I I'll throw it out there um I think I had the opportunity when I was real young just to get used to like, oh, you know, I'd, I'd already been outcasted or called names or this or that. You deal with stuff so early that you're just like, you know what, this is it. Obviously, you can't mm-hmm. please everyone, but I'm going to have to think about that one. If I wasn't afraid, what would I do? Um, maybe I'll have an answer that I could share on that week, next week's show, but I want to encourage the people who are afraid to share the beauty that God put in them. Please don't be stingy. Please hide it. You got to recognize you were never here before. You'll never be here again. And this is what we're here to do. So close your eyes and imagine getting to the end of your life and God showing you a whole bunch of people you were supposed to bless 
help and heal with your gift, but you didn't because you didn't have the boldness to step forward. You don't want to get to that point. So just do yeah, it. Do I love it. that. We've talked about my favorite quote, right? Where it's hell is the definition between seeing the person you could have been and the person you were. And that gives me chills every time because I every just, time I have to be the person I'm supposed to be. I can't, I can't see what my life could have been and know that I was the reason I didn't get there. I Hell have no. to. Hell no. I Hell have no. to. I'm obsessed with the idea. So I am with I'm you, obsessed girl. with success. I'm obsessed yeah, no. Personal success, whatever that means. Yeah. But yeah. Life is, this is all we got. Like we be living like we got more. And we don't. You're right. We do live like we have more. Oh, tomorrow. Oh, next week. Uh, 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 uh. And then they go, like, no. Not to say again that you got to rush everything and throw it all I in know, one pot like, and so exhaust like, yourself. Eat, eat the cake tonight. Let's spend all the money. <laughs> but yeah, finding that. <laughs> I balance. love cake and money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's just, it's loving yourself enough to find that balance of listening to your inner voice and trusting that voice is going to guide you, but it takes yes. work Does and take going work. for it. Absolutely. Well, I'm not, I haven't seen our time here, but really quick before we go, why don't we have an own your soul moment? Did you have anything that you wanted to share that you think you're going to take into the next week to kind of evolve you? Um, well, time wise, we are right around seven, but as far as owning oh, my perfect. soul, I think that it's just along the lines of what we've always talked about where I want to continue on this path of even yesterday, I was doing so good with like no anxiety. And then yesterday was kind of rough with anxiety, but instead of fighting it, I just, I let it exist. And I said, life is crazy. You're allowed to be stressed. So I think it's just, just meeting yourself again, where you are, but always continuing to work better and it's okay to have a bad day. We're going to have bad days, but we're going to have a lot more better ones if we keep up the practice of healing. Absolutely. I agree. I think I'll take a page from the podcast and really uh, be more cognizant of my knee jerk reaction to not say this or be afraid or not be too big in the room or not whatever. Cause the men or think that my accomplishments are too small to have two cents, blah, 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 blah. I just want to be more cognizant and see where I'm you know, stalling myself and holding myself back from, like I said, if mentorship comes from a great question or comment, you ain't going to get seen if you don't ask because you're too worried about looking silly in front of others, blah, blah, blah. So I want to kind of take that and just put it on the forefront of my mind so I can be more aware of where I'm doing those things and eradicate it. So yes, that is it. Yes. Love these conversations. (laughs) Me too. I needed it. Hope you guys got so much value from this conversation. We are going to head out of here, but you can see us same time, same place next week. Um, I'm your host, Jamie Alexander, and you can find me on Instagram at Jamie Alexander, and that's J-A-I-M-I. And I'm Haley J. You can find me Instagram and Twitter at HeyJ, H-A-Y-J underscore. Be looking out for those super soul polls every Sunday morning. We'll see you guys next Monday. Bye. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> 